from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry Sorry about about last last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. (laughs) Aloha, fuckers. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. I'm chill as hell. It's the (laughs) anti-slut-shaming podcast, and it's Christina's birthday. 30, motherfucker. You know? Happy birthday. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. I'm Christina Marie Hutchinson. Born February 19th, 1988 at 9.15 a.m. in Doyle, Pennsylvania. Woo-woo! Okay, come see us live, yo. Yes, do that. Come uh, see us. Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. That's way out. That's a long journey, but I think you can make it if you're in the New Jersey area. Uh, we're going to be... What? Long I'm journey from where? Oh, I'm, I was... MJKing. I was like, it's pretty close. I'm so chill. You can't even tell my sarcasm apart anymore. Uh, we're going to be at Bananas Comedy Club March 9th and March 10th. And we're going to be in a shitload of other places. We're going to be in Calgary and Ontario. A bunch. We're going to be in Ontario. Virginia, that was yesterday. So I hope you came. Uh, <laughs> sorry about last night, comedy.com slash tours. Yes. And if you are like, oh, I heard you mention my study, but I don't see a ticket link yet. That's because It'll it's be not up yet. It'll be up. We don't need to see your crying face emojis. Thank Although, you so much. I will say. The the Canada ones, that's my bad. They're they're there somewhere. It's Whatever you were you were in Hawaii, uh, <laughs> yeah. you were in Hawaii enjoying your uh, B day vacation. So goddamn right, a- you goddamn right, bitches. Yes, get off my back. Yes, and also your album. I'm just leading. Oh into yeah, it. <laughs> maybe it's you. It's a comedy album that I made with comedian Joseph Vesey. It's highbrow dick and fart humor. If you you know you want to escape uh, things with morals, you know pushing Jed's daddy's throat. Uh, it should be available on iTunes. It was not immediately uh, because. There was a fuck up with the timing and apparently you got to wait five days before it's on iTunes. I didn't know that. Anyway, it's original sketches and songs by myself and comedian Joseph Bessie. It's on iTunes. It's $9.99. Uh, if it's not on iTunes, just click the link in my Instagram, Christina Hutch. And whatever the fuck link it's available on, that link will be in my bio. Uh, and tonight, uh, Nacho Bitches is happening. It's today, Friday, February 23rd, 11.15 p.m. at New York Comedy Club, which is East 24th and 2nd Avenue. As always, tickets are $12 with code Nacho. Uh, I'm co-hosting with Justin Perez. We have a really, really fun lineup. Um, and I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. The next day, Saturday, which is uh, February 24th, Wendy Starling and I, we're going to be doing Glamapus at Zinc Bar, which is at 7.30 p.m. in the West Village. Tickets are $15. It'll be the best night of your life after nacho bitches and you'll think wow can't life get any better it can just keep continuing the fun and also continue the fun in your fucking mouth i'm talking about daily harvest we've all seen a mouth-watering healthy smoothie on instagram and thought that's the kind of thing i should be eating but who has the time to make that every day wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up a million fucking fruits and veggies Yes, it would. Now you can get all those superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. It's true. I got Daily Harvest mailed to my house. It's 
fucking amazing. They make so many flavors of so many. You didn't even know these things could be smoothies and it's delicious and healthy, but then fucking Stephen ate them all because they're so good. Daily Harvest sends superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream, vegan sundaes that are really fucking good, I gotta say. Each single serving cup comes already uh, ready to blend or heat. Cups are stored in the freezer, so they're ready whenever you are. The produce is organic and unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. This is all very true. I'm reading the copy, but I've experienced this as well, and I can vouch for it. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup. Daily Harvest freezes all of their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing their nutritional value. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. You just add water. Or if you're feeling fancy, you could substitute it with other liquids. I personally use almond milk. Sometimes I use coconut-flavored almond milk because I'm crazy. Go to daily Dash harvest.com and enter promo code GWF to get three items free in your first box. That is promo code GWF for three free daily harvest cups where you just pour almond milk or water, whatever the fuck in, and then you put it in your blender and then boom, healthy nutrition, nutritious meals. Daily-harvest.com. That is daily-harvest.com. Dot com for those of you who are allergic to the rewind button. Uh, and after you eat your delicious vegan Sunday, you can have a good night's rest on your Casper mattress. Oh, oh, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that size <gasps> box? It's true. With free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial. After all, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. I have a Casper mattress myself. Alfred, as you know, has a a Casper mattress. We're both very happy. He was actually laying in his Casper uh, bed right as I left today. And he just looked at me and he was like, "Mm, I'm lounging, bitch. So bitch, I'm lounging. Can you can you can you leave right now? Bye. I love it. It's very comfortable. Uh, I'm getting quite old and still feeling all right when I wake up in the morning. So, guys, if you want to feel a little less old than you are, get fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper. Casper, that's C-A-S-P-E-R, like the ghost, dot com slash G-W-F and using G-W-F at checkout. Again, that's Casper.com slash G-W-F, offer code G-W-F for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Yo, how was Hawaii? It was so good. Nature makes me mad horny. Oh, you does it now? just for like life. Well, not even to fuck. Just like, I'm just so happy to be alive. Like be swimming with a, swimming in a clear blue ocean and then looking to your left and seeing a giant fucking turtle. Yeah. And just like, and then seeing a whale fully immersed out of the water. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, what? Whoa. Right. I do. I do truly believe New York City is the uh, greatest city ever. But it agreed. It was great to come home. We are lacking nature here. Yes. We're not. We're lacking space. We're lacking nature. I don't like. You don't see animals other than ones that are like domestic squirrels, pigeons. <sighs> yeah, I don't even barely count those. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. You need sometimes a little breather. You I was like watching the. I was watching the Olympics, getting emotional watching people ski, and I was like, Aww. girl, well, you, you need to get out of town. You need a moment. <laughs> you need well, a moment. It made me. Re- 
realized how important that was my second ever vacation. Mm. And uh, I, I keep forgetting every time I go on it, meaning twice of like how important it in is your adult time. life or Ever. in your, I mean, uh, you never went with well, your family. Yeah, I went, we went uh, to visit my grandpa, my grandparents and stuff. We never like went to never went like Disney world. We went to visit oh. Disney world once. Cause my grandparents lived next to it. Okay. So yeah, I did go to Disney world, okay. but we never went to a place. Yeah. We never, we, it was always to see a relative, which was right. fine. Uh, right. But taking time for yourself to just exist is very important. And yeah. I always forget that. And because I don't want to do it, my my natural instinct is like, I don't want to relax. It's not fun. I know. I was tracking you. I was like, this bitch better stop liking things on Instagram because she need to be enjoying her vacation. I was. I, I put All it right. away. I put it away. Uh, <laughs> I was Instagram. like, stop responding to these emails. You're stressing me well, out. Well, I wanted to respond to emails once a night. Only I know. So I wouldn't get stressed out. No, but, I know. Uh, I know. And then it's then like, you can't because there's nothing worse than coming back from a vacation so and like, then just having a like, pile hey, of hey. shit. Hey, hey. Um, one of the cool things, though, that I did, uh, not in Hawaii, I went to Maui. It was mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Uh, one of the first things I did when we got there was search for strip clubs. There's no strip clubs in Maui, um, which is fine. I love nature. I Boops. do, too. We were in nature. <laughs> and then I want to see some titties. An outside strip um, club. <laughs> but they had this, uh, they had these these ca- weird shady karaoke bars oh. where you would hide. You have to basically, it seemed like from the Yelp reviews, you have to go there and hire a sex worker oh. in the room with you. Oh, yes. Yeah, 300 bucks an hour. I'm like, oh. I mean, do you want to? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but then we went out to a, this like bar area where it seemed like there was like local people and uh, like people who live on the island. And it was just fun to watch the mating happen after watching whales mate. Watching the ocean, mate. watching humans mate. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Like just persistence when there probably shouldn't be, probably should give up. That is such an interesting thing. When I watch uh, Nat Geo with Alfred, um, <laughs> he like, if there is just a lot of like poking the female in yeah, the animal annoying kingdom. Her, annoying her to giving in. And it's, it's like almost. I saw that a lot in the sea. It's like hard land. for me to watch. <laughs> it is too. And then it sucks when the girl gives in and you're like, no, come on, make it work a little. Yeah. You're yeah. just you were just appeasing. You're just you wanted the annoyance to end, and that's why you say yes. Come on. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. But one of the cool things that I did not in Hawaii, in LA, and thank you, Olivia, for for inviting me to this. Uh I went to a Time's Up meeting. Oh. And uh there I learned a lot about that organization. They yeah. had me like and there was in the meet I hope okay, I don't talk about this. Well, they um, existed before the Golden Globes. It's just the, go- the the long before the Golden Glo- Globes times up. Well, the Me Too, I it, it was times up as well. I, I don't Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I times up know. is an, or an organization by itself. Well, because we learned the 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 women farm workers that mm-hmm. were that wrote the open letter in New York magazine. I'm getting these Oh, yeah, I know up. about that. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Uh they were there and they spoke about how fucking hard it is to earn a living for your family mm. and be working in fields mm. and and being sexually harassed and they would say they would they would wear bandanas to cover their mouths from inhaling the the dirt and the dust when they were outside but they're also trying to disguise their identity because if anybody caught on to the fact that they were a woman they would get harassed and and when they kind of merged with and they reached out to Hollywood in that open letter saying like hey we are so sorry this is happening in your industry and it's happening in our industry too. Let's band together. I didn't know any of that shit. So it was really cool to see the women t- from the, the farm worker women talking right out there and, and giving presentations. And Seth Godin was there, who's an author. Yeah. Um, he was the first guy, I guess, who was ever asked to speak at one of the, the Times Up meetings. But it was it was cool to be in a room with like Reese Witherspoon was there, fucking Carrie fucking Washington. Oh, I shook her hand. She was like, oh, you want to meet her? I'm like, no, I don't. I, oh, she's so amazing. Uh, but just 
And then, but then to have those women come up on the podium and say, we're all the same. Some of you in here are screenwriters, some of you in here are assistants, just because I'm an actress and I do, like, it doesn't mean that we're better than, like, we are all here to contribute. Well, because that's a common complaint cool. that only like people in the spotlight or like these very, or it very like privileged people yeah. uh, are kind of like, that we only paid attention because of that. Well, they basically kind of know that that's how it usually goes. And right. they were like, hey, we get that a lot of times people, to get people to pay attention, we have to raise our hands up in the air. Right. Cool. Now let's give the microphone over to the women whose voices are never heard. I'm mm-hmm. like, it felt re- it was amazing to watch. And uh, Seth Godin did like the most amazing TED talk worthy speech. And he was talking about how the status quo is sticks around, uh, is meant to keep injustice around because status, keeping your status, what is, what is more status hungry than Hollywood? And, um, and this quote, I think he said it, I think he said it. Yes, I think he did. Culture change doesn't happen because we are right or angry or in a hurry. It happens because we are persistent and understand that the status quo wants us to give up. We need persistent impatience. And I thought that that was a really interesting idea. And he, well, that's he perfect. talked that about can the also NRA. Be about gun, I was going to say that's a gun, gun, well, gun control he, little he quote s- right he there. Said, he said, look at the NRA. Yeah. Look at how good they have been mm-hmm. at, uh, at infiltrating politics to mm-hmm. ma- sway the laws in their favor. They right. started giving money to politicians year- ages ago. Yeah. And uh and it worked. Mm-hmm. So we can take a little note from that. And the 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 uh the emphasis on being impatient was echoed a lot during that meeting and it was really fucking cool. So I just wanted to uh encourage everybody out there change is not easy to make occur you have to be impatient well it's also like i feel like there's a lot of like you know i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna start caring about something like it's like i care you know i care in my heart i care for that moment i care when there's that school shooting but i'm really not gonna take any act any persistent action on it until it, it happens to me and we see that a lot it's not just yep. gun control it's with everything. everything uh and you know that's why there is kind of a part of me that like you know i love you know, like charities and stuff, but it seems like everyone just starts a charity or starts speaking out against something because the, the story is like always like, well, this happened to me. This happened to a member of my family. Yeah. And it's like, if we could all kind of like just fucking pick one thing that Wham. we feel uh, inspired by or angered by uh, before the thing happens. That'd be cool. That would be really productive. Yeah. For everyone. I will say the Time's Up Legal Fund, I encourage <clears throat> people, if you have the money to donate to organizations, that's a good one to donate to because there are people who email us all the time who have said they were raped or they were sexually assaulted or they were being, uh, uh, you know, unfairly treated in the workplace. Right. The Time's Up Legal Fund will help you get legal aid. They want to help you and they want to help you figure out what you're, you know, what you're entitled to, what what is wrong and right in terms of how the law is written out. So if you have money to donate to that, I think that's a really good cause. And if you need help of that nature, you should reach out to them. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, so we have a wonderful guest today. We've been wanting to have this person on for a while. She's a comedian. She's author of the book, Speak Fluent Man. Uh, and she also has a podcast, uh, the Coach Vaughn podcast. Please give it up for Vaughn DiCarlo Brown.
separately without oh. the guest here so that's okay. not the, the web episode won't start that way is so. it weird like you're like, <laughs> like one of the hottest people ever is that oh weird? wow thank you <laughs> do you feel like one of the hottest people like ever? one of the hottest no. people ever really no, i'm so beautiful i thank you i get what people see but just like every woman i don't necessarily see myself like that and right. i've gained a lot of weight Really? And, yeah, and I'm I'm just like ugh. so. You're not where you, I'm not for where you. you know my greatest right now. But yeah. I I understand. Like someone said to me, "Well, your uh, worst day is somebody's greatest day." That's a wonderful compliment. That's a fridge but magnet. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that older. Also doesn't help in the moment. I, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I judge myself as a stand up too. Like if I yeah. get off stage and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so pretty," I'm like, "Shit, I did." Well, that's annoying today. to hear. Yeah, but if they're that like, "Oh my god, you're so funny," if that's first out the mouth, and then oh, and I didn't think you were gonna be funny because you're pretty, then I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I killed that shit." Yeah, yeah, I really got. <laughs> To that barrier, right? Of, yeah, uh, yeah. He can think of me and not uh, think of from my, his dick. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I I've heard that before, and I'm like, okay, I mean, okay, that's good, I guess. Yeah, because you forget. No, I, I appreciate the compliment. I don't but like, it's like it. at this point <laughs> in life. Very funny. I, I don't care. I I'm concentrating less on being pretty and more on being talented. Yeah, and, and my skills. That's why I think you're very beautiful because you you radiate this energy that's just this confidence that I'm like, damn. Oh, thank you. I like that. That's part thank of you. the package, not just physical. Thank you. I, yeah. I say that's God. <laughs> Good. It's so, God's light. So uh, let's start from the beginning of your life. Oh uh, my God, do we have time? How'd you Day learn one. about How'd you learn about sex? What's uh, how did it pop up? Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> I was hashtag me too at a very young age. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have a great sexual background. You know, I grew up. I grew up in a small, poor town. Okay. You know what I mean? I grew up during the what do you call it? The New Jack City crack era. You okay. know, the Nino Brown era. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I, my town was such a small, poor town. Industrial. It was the biggest thing in my small town was the steel mill. I'm from okay. Pittsburgh, in oh, the Mon okay. Valley area. Yes, mm-hmm. 30 miles south in the Mon Valley area, this small little place called Clareton. Um, and it's it's a tiny little town with not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you That's grow all, up when all the drugs. Every, <laughs> yeah, the small our, towns in Pennsylvania is like mess. Yeah, and our town got hit hard during the crack era. Like we literally didn't have police. I oh, grew up shit. on the projects. Yeah, it was like the up the hill projects and the down the hill projects, and we pretty much they just didn't ourselves. Even, wow. Yeah, they no, they didn't care. So mm-hmm. we had. I think two state trooper cop cars that would patrol every once in a while. State trooper, Jesus. Yeah, but we had literally no police force. That's how bad it was there. Holy shit. The project I grew up in was called Blair Heights Project, but the 
nickname for it was Blair Nam after Vietnam. Oh, damn. Oh, what yeah. kind of shit did you see when you were young? Like, how young we talking? What's the like, statue of limitations? Uh, oh, depends on the crime. Yeah, that's true. No, I didn't see anything. I'm trying to make me a snitch. No, I, you, I grew up around a lot of drugs, yeah. addiction, alcohol. Okay. Um, probably the reason why I don't do none of that crap. I always say my yeah. aunt Cindy Mae, God rest her soul, saved my life because I watched her like 70s beautiful like Pam Greer oh, Afro beautiful um go from smoking weed with her Miss her- Miss Honey her best friend they would smoke weed you know drinking about to go to the club every Friday yeah and then it went from hey that weed smells funny which is why I know what laced oh. with coke weed smells like and then that went from why are those why are they in the kitchen behind those beads mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to oh what's these tracks in Aunt Cindy Mae's arms and she doesn't have teeth so, so you saw the decline before I saw the decline slowly. and I'm like uh, and she used to always tell me you're so pretty you're gonna be a model you're gonna be a model you're gonna be an actress and I believed her I was actually working on a one woman show called Role Model that mm-hmm. was about, was about all her? of that yeah um, I haven't completed it it's, it's really just an idea and thoughts that I've been jotting yeah. down for years um but yeah, when you grow up poor and in small towns, a lot of the times you learn really fast. Yeah, you, you gotta know? grow up fast. Yeah, and did I, you parent yourself? Would you no, say? no, no, no. I had okay. a mom and a dad. You know, my mom, God bless her soul. I love my mom. My mom is still here. My dad is passed, and one sister that's eighteen months older than me. Okay. So I hung around my sister and all my cousins and all you know in a group. When yeah, you up, when you grow up in a hood, you you got your clique. Yeah, and um, I was the baby of the clique. So you're the two adored. Yeah, yeah, well, n- not necessarily the adored, but the the babied. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, okay. It, if you're gonna fight me, you have to get through about ten bad bitches before <laughs> nice. you get to me. So I always had the mouth. I always had the gift of gab. Oh, I yeah, can say anything. You, you had layers of security. Ooh, oh, <laughs> and snapping. You know, I'm I'm from where snapping yeah. happens. You know what I mean? So I could snap. So <laughs> I always had a mouth. I always had a mouth. Um. But you got to you got to fight a whole football team to get to me, you know, that kind of thing. Plus, the other thing, getting back to the whole sex is you when I was like young, Mm -hmm. 11, 12, 13, really, really young. I'm hanging around 14, 15, 16. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing stuff that's like two years ahead of my time. Growing right? up faster. Growing yeah. up fast. And I lost my virginity to like a senior in high school, but I was probably what, 13 or 14? Like I was yeah. mad young. Yeah. And at that age, when you're doing hood shit and being hood and, and doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing anyway, you know, you, you don't realize what that is until you're growing you're, up fast until you look back at yeah, it. Yeah. You look yeah. back at it like, what the hell was, what? Yeah. Especially as a mother. You look back as a mother like, oh, my God. No. Yeah. And then yeah. you think of your kid like, oh, no, I hope yeah. they don't do that. Holy shit. But again, you know, I my daughter did absolutely didn't grow up in that type of an environment at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I was super overprotective of her the whole nine yards. So did yeah. you did you having sex at such a young age? Did that catch up with you later or do you just feel you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that or that wasn't. Did you have any thoughts on that I later? I think that or? I did so much, including smoking weed and drinking mm-hmm. and all that stuff right. as, as a, a a young girl that mm-hmm. by the time I was 21 and grown and able to, you know, think straight, as straight as you can as an yeah. adult, as a young adult, I had already kind of been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, good. It, That's yeah. 
Yeah. So I realized that a really early age, you know, the the whole drinking thing isn't for me because it just makes me sleepy and have to pee. I don't get the turn up. I really don't. <laughs> Everyone's I like, had it, oh, I had like, let's go to sleep. About of energy after drinking for the maybe the first three years I ever drank. Because I was never like, this for is me. crazy. You guys were free. Like it was this rebellious thing. And then it just faded. And now I'm like, what's the point? Never for me. I never, the alcohol thing always made me Debbie Downer. So I became okay. a, a quick, you know, I'm the designated driver chick yep. early as mm-hmm. soon as I had my license. Um, and then as far as weed, anytime I ever smoked weed, I felt like my crackhead on Cindy May. And I was like, oh my oh. God, I'm a crackhead i can't you know a very paranoid paranoid person yeah. anyway yeah so when you enhance that it, it's just not fun wow so that's good because i feel like when you do drugs my boyfriend did a similar thing where he did all these drugs by the time he was 16 he did like every drug and he was like yeah nah, i suck on all of them i'm not and you yeah. either go that way and your life like opens up and you're a responsible person or you just go hard the other way and it, ooh, yeah it's dark and my mom is lightweight like there was a lot going on my, my dad and all his brothers and his one sister, my aunt Cindy May, they were all addicts and addicted. Okay. My mother is a lightweight like me. She can't, she'll get drunk off of a cooler. Yeah. Like she can't have a Mike's Heart Lemonade or it's going down. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I, I took after my mother in that aspect. In a lot of aspects, I, I take after my mother. She has a very bright spirit as well. Oh, good. Did she ever talk to you about sex? Mm, I got to go way back in my mind. I think so. Yeah. Like growing up, it like, our generation, our parents, like we had like high school sex ed and then yeah. we would come home and say stuff. But a lot of it was like sneaking around and talking and just finding out high and seek was really high and go get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because at that age, you're like, I just want to I think I know what it is and I know it's exciting. Like you're gravitated yeah. towards it, but you don't know why. Did you masturbate as a kid? From what I can remember, yeah. I, I look, I was born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties. Okay. So it was that time. Yeah. And my um I, my first masturbation memory is with Bobby Brown Don't Be Cruel album. Oh yeah. I, let me tell you <laughs> that's a I good memory. Love King Bobby Brown to this day. <laughs> the Don't Be Cruel album. Yeah. He is the king of R and B for many reasons yes. in my mind and will always be. Um, but that's my first memory of masturbation is, nice. is King Bobby Brown. I love that Ooh. it was to an album. That's yeah. Sad. Well, it was to that's an essential. album, but yeah. if you remember back then it was like all about the music videos. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. All, like Bobby Brown's music videos come on yeah. did you see <laughs> he looked good tenderoni and yeah. rock with you and then his live concerts he would be humping the floor i'm like yeah wow i haven't <laughs> whoa yeah yeah this that is-, is hot man i wish i was aroused by men when i was younger and i learned to masturbate because then i would like carry that over to sex <laughs> i feel like yeah. i just like hump to stuffed animals so like during stuffed sex animals like, were oh, yeah, thing. Be yeah, fun pillows. for me too yeah pillows, stuffed animals i mean i, I was never a fingers person. Yeah, me either. Even mm-hmm. as an adult, like I'm not a fingers Either go fingers or you're not fingers. She's yeah, grins, your fingers. Your fingers? But not inside. Well, not inside, but no. you could do it with your hand. Yeah, I, I can, wish. I can masturbate I can. with my hand. Just, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't like I anything inside, like inside, besides a penis inside I, me. Yes. I you don't like it? You guys don't like it in You just like no. quoted my heart. It makes me, I, yeah, I talk about seasick, it. makes me feel right. like a nauseous and, or seasick. Like, I don't well, I don't know why a, a penis is okay, but a finger is. And also fingers are dirty. Nauseous. Yeah, they are dirty. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel nauseous with a finger in there. I just feel like, why are you wasting my juice? Right. It's very, it's, it seems get like very middle penis. school. Or stirring like, it up. No? Don't stir up my juice. No. Just give me the penis. <laughs> give me your juice with my juice and let's get it popping. Like, yeah. Don't, that's what's, I, 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 I mean, when it happened play. 
during the age with, <laughs> in which fingering was at its peak, which is like teenage years, I guess, like high school, mm-hmm. that sucked because no one knew how to do it. But then when people you got older, people knew how to do it. That's yeah. what the fingers were for. Then it was like, yeah. oh my god, I just he just yeah. touched my. But after like that was fingers. over, I was like, okay, why are we playing these reindeer games? Yeah. Like, just, you know where it is. Once uh. you get it in, though, because once you have a penis in you, you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know any one of my is home. important, but like, I'm just like, penis time. Is it penis time yet? <laughs> That's, yeah. I, we, we, I don't know say birthday? that. We, we were September like, 29th. Okay. I'm cancer. I'm so June I'm a Libra, 24th, yeah. like mm-hmm. on a cusp of Gemini. Okay. Um, I thought we were twins. I guess not. <laughs> I'm sorry. You sound like me, though. Characteristics just like penis me. right away. <laughs> yeah, like just go. Like, I'm do you know sexuality even, with signs? I, I don't know. Is that? I don't thing? know. I, I don't know. Can you determine it with? I think that cancer people are very intimate, sexual people. Okay. Like I'm not. I'm emotionally sexual, connected to my Ooh, physicality. Yeah. I'm not just physical alone, and okay. I had to learn that. I had to How? learn that about myself. Oh, about yourself. Okay. Yeah. And honor and respect that instead of using it as like, yeah, a, oh, it's like, okay. If you, would you yeah, get attached? Yeah, I came a or? long way. I'm, yes. As yeah. soon as you penetrate me, I do. <laughs> like, literally. I, I had to learn that about myself and be honest with myself and say, listen, um, you just can't. You want to have sex, but you can't have sex. Like, right now, I, I haven't had sex since uh, the beginning, like, last summer. Like, yeah. July or something. Because you get hooked to the guy. Uh, and guys I'm, get that, too. I've Even realized. if I don't like them, I'm like, yes, I love you. What? That's annoying. <laughs> Isn't that annoying when you like somebody and they're like, I'm, I'm going to date this other person now. And you're like, what the uh, fuck? And then just, you're sad, but then you're like, I didn't even like you in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You but it's, it it's like, and the other thing too is like, oh, I can't be with a man. Like, I don't get this social sexual thing where it's like, oh, I could just have sex with you. But it, then he leaves and like, I can't even call you in an emergency. Like, who are you? Like, what, <laughs> That's a good point, what actually. What are you doing here? <laughs> Why, you just left? And, and mind you, you were just men, inside me. I understand how men could just leave and just be physical. Mm-hmm. I, got, I understand that. But as a woman, I've had to learn for myself that, um, no, I'm going to feel some kind of way about it. I yeah. do want you to still be here. Yeah. And it's part of our chemistry, our natural chemistry as a woman. Like, you leave, you go about your business for your life. It's you, cold. My period is going to change. I got to worry about if I'm pregnant. You might be worried about if I'm pregnant too, but I have to actually go you through the live with feelings it. and emotions. And it's not just my emotions of attachment. It's also, you change the chemistry of my vagina and now my period is going to be And then you're just going to leave. Yeah. You're I just going to go to the supermarket. I can still smell you on me for like three days. Like this is, uh, I can't handle this. Yeah. I <laughs> well, hear you. Do you give men, like, do you give men a warning? Like I get attached. <laughs> like, do you tell them like straight up this is what it's like i or, wish i did i don't know so because i said we were talking to a guest last week and she kind of like she gives men that she dates warnings about herself and i found that to be very interesting and a kind of uh nice like self-aware in a way that most people aren't yeah i'm i'm definitely an advocate of honesty mm-hmm. um, i'm also an advocate of time and place for everything mm-hmm. uh so True. it just depends on who you're talking to and when but i definitely and i talk about that that's like the the basis of my book is like just Speak complete man complete honesty mm-hmm. is grounded in honesty and the truth because sometimes women assume that men are mind readers and then you got to go oh yeah you're not Oops. I, I do that all yeah the time. <laughs> because we as women our intuition is so strong yeah generally speaking that we assume that that 
and, and we do this as human beings. Men do it to us. Women do it to men. We assume the other person just knows. Like, we, oh, you, yeah. you're, you're reading my mind or you, you feel this because I feel this and I could see this in you. Whereas a man is also thinking fair to, to him. It's like, oh, I wasn't thinking that at all. So why would I think you were thinking that? Yeah. You know, the men whole... are like beautifully simple in this way that I'm like, God, I'm jealous of. I, yeah. I wish I could be that. I wish I could think that simply because it and two with guys, it's like if I'm very concerned about how you would feel if I did this and you don't show that same concern about how I would feel if you did X, Y, Z, I get pissed at that, too. But I'm like, just because I have right. that quality doesn't mean you have to have that Absolutely. quality. Absolutely. One of the chapters in the book is logic versus emotions. I had to Ugh, learn to hard. fight my emotions to get to an emotion um to a logical place. Yeah. It's a struggle that we as women will always have because we're emotional beings. It's yeah. and that's fine. One of the things I can't stand when it comes to the men women thing is women feeling like... I don't think there's a competitive thing when it comes to men. I don't want to be a man. I don't want to take your place as a king. There's nothing wrong with being a queen. But in, in the same token... We just have to understand each other. So men can't look down on us. We can't look down on them and vice versa. Yeah. We can't try to take each other's place. Because the second that happens, that's disrespect. And that's exactly. how you got to be equal with that. Exactly. And and then you start projecting all of these insecurities and you don't even know that you're projecting. It's like, how about we yeah. just understand each other as individuals? Yeah. And that goes across the board, even if you identify as a man or identify as well. You're talking, you know, the LGBTQIA. Thank you for all the letters. I don't want <laughs> no, to get it that's, wrong. I'm just glad you brought that up because I was actually just going to ask, like, like, okay, what if you are not like just defined as a woman or a man? Like, what about everyone else? Right. I'm uh-huh. certainly not an expert right. in understanding what that is. So yeah. I can only speak on it from sure. my opinion sure. and experience yeah. with people in my life. I I would say that if you are truly being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and accepting the truth of the other person that you are in a relationship with, whether it's a romantic relationship, uh, a brother, a sibling, a cousin, a coworker, if you guys are being living in your absolute truth, right. there will be some type of understanding. So what I'm saying and, and even what's written in my book, it, it goes across the board because mm-hmm. it's just about being honest with who you are, what you are understanding that sometimes that changes because we're people and we grow. Yeah. And then being accepting of the other person's point of view. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with me. Right. People feel like, I feel like sometimes yeah. people think they have to agree with the other person mm-hmm. in a relationship, romantic or, or otherwise. But it's like, why can't you just appreciate that they think something different? That's right. Okay. And well, be yeah. honest. Like I, the, I, I so say this key. all the time. Women lie to get relationships like men lie to get pussy. <laughs> yep, that's everybody very cut true. it out. Damn, Bond. Cut it out. Yeah. Um, if that's you are a true. guy and you don't want a relationship, you just want to have sex. There are women out there who just want to just want to have sex. Yes. You don't have to lie about it. Be honest. You'll find that right person, right? Yep. It may yep. take some time or it may not. And who but knows? how easy would it be if you could just be honest about that right. and not play games? Don't trick that woman. Now, in the same token. If you are that woman that a man goes, I don't want a relationship. I just want sex. And you go, hey, me too. And you're lying. Then, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not being your honest. That's like the woman who's like, oh, I love football. Yes. I and was, wear yeah. the jerseys and the ponytail. And as soon as she locked this oh, man up in a so relationship, bad, yeah. she's like, I hate football. Why can't we go to church on Sunday? That shit. Bitch, no. what? You can't. Mm. You can't. You misled. You he, misled the person. He's never going to not want to do football on Sunday. Yeah. Get in there. Make the hamburgers and hot dogs like you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Live with your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
because I, I feel like people have this this <laughs> disillusion that they can't get somebody who wants what they want. But it's like, if you're not honest with what the fuck you want, how do you know? Exactly. What the fuck? Exactly. And I see it all. We, Chris and I see it all the time. Like we'll have during our live stage show, we used to do a show where we just had people come up and tell us like their pro- the biggest problem there that was going on or whatever. And it was always like not the biggest problem ever. And and people, ninety nine percent of the time, the solution was like, well, tell him or tell her or just tell the person. And then right. they're always like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> being honest is feels. Have you ever had? Um, are you a stubborn person? I'm very stubborn. No. Okay. I, I don't it took a think while that to I'm get stubborn, through. but what I do is I like a lot of women, a lot of people. If hmm. if I like someone. I'll just let so much stuff slide. Like I'll overlook um, stuff. Yes. Why? That I know that I'll, I'll I'll give a pass for things like like yeah. Oh, he doesn't have no bitch ass tendencies. He was just <laughs> emotional that one day. Yeah. And then you look back at it like you can't spot red flags when you're falling what? for someone. Yeah. You and that's that's a struggle because when you like someone and that chemistry is there, you just you want it to work. You want to enjoy that person, but when those red flags come up, you're like. I didn't see that. Yeah. What was that? Violently didn't see that. <laughs> you mm. have to see it. Yeah. Especially as you get older. It. When you're younger, it's like whatever. But as you get older, it's like TikTok. I don't have time for these games. <laughs> it's true. It's easier. It's easier when you have experience. But like, I, I always catch myself. I never know I'm projecting. And I always give my boyfriend shit for like, you're projecting this. What is this about? And it'll take us 40 yeah. minutes for him to eventually tell me. No, but I have then, an incredible amount of self-awareness. Part, nice. Partly because of who I am as a person. I'm an empath. I don't know if you guys know yeah, what that yeah. is. Yeah, I, I am too. Yeah. I tell people I'm an empath like it's a damn disease girl (laughs) oh I hate being an empath but I am um so it's partially who I am and partially who you know spending the time in a relationship that I did my book is a memoir based on my 10-year relationship with Patrice Mm -hmm. O'Neill comedian yes that passed away six years ago um got rest of soul going into seven years seven damn um but yeah, yeah uh it's partially who I am already and partially him helping me to have an understanding of how to fight your emotions into a very logical place. And to use the the, the fact that you're an empath as a strength and not a weakness. Cause I, I feel like empaths I've been reading lately. Cause I, I kind of, I used to fall looking back at my old pattern for like dudes who just were narcissistic and mm-hmm. like really, but I never fucking saw it. Cause you always see the best in people. Absolutely. So it's, it's like, I, how the I fuck? can see the best in anybody. And I can't stand that about myself sometimes, but yeah. I love that about myself at the same it's time. It's rare. It's a rare quality. I think it's uh, a special quality, but I'm like, how do you turn that into a good thing that doesn't fuck well, you Well, what over? I've learned is you have to, you have to qualify people into your life before you give them too much access to your energy and your uh, space and your yeah. time and your emotions. Yeah, I'm just like, here I am. Yeah. Right away. I mean, I'm sitting here <laughs> with you two. I don't know you guys very well, but I could feel all the different energy, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, whatever's going on, I, I'm like, stop, get your get your day off of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, well, like my mom, She, I just found out recently um, this past Thanksgiving, she has cancer. I swear oh, my so headaches sorry. now are coming from my <laughs> emotional mm. attachment, attachment to the oh, tumor wow. that's in her head. You know what I mean? I, yes, I, I actually do know what you mean. Every moment of everyone mm. that I love, I live their pain, but I also live their <sighs> happiness. You know yeah, I mean? and then it's that sounds really tiring, happy. though. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's very exhausting. Yeah. And you could you could get into a very deep, depressive state 
See, yeah. that's what's happened. It's very interesting that you said that because I'm like dealing with that very hard right now. The podcast in general, I mean, we've been doing it for over four years now and everyone's like, yeah, isn't it great? And like, I feel like in some ways, like Christina is like energized by every, like helping me and doing good. And then I just feel like it just makes me like, it's like, makes me really, I've, I'm taking on the depression of everyone who is listening and like every problem that comes in, I just feel like I have that all in my soul now. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and it's like positive. Cause like, Oh, we're helping people, but then also Absolutely. Ne- like how, but how much can like one human being take? And it's hard. I have a pro- like a real problem distancing myself from it. I've like talked to like healers about it, but yeah. I, it's like, how do you disconnect? Like, how do you, and then, and then, but also like, do I want to disconnect? Cause I, I don't want to disconnect, but I also like don't want to die of a heart attack. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, so. it's very difficult, especially once a month. I'm like connected to everything in the damn universe. I'm like, mm. oh my God, I'm yeah. going to ball up and die. Yeah. But you, it is a great thing to help people with whatever your path is. Right. It, it's a wonderful thing. But you have to remind, I remind myself all the time that you also can't save the world. You could just do your part. And if you're you doing your part honestly, and even if it's one person or a thousand people or how many of our listeners you have, if it's just a one person, mm-hmm. you, you've done your job. You've done your job. See, that's you, like, you even can't. that I'm just like, oh, that's, I feel like a failure. No, I, <laughs> I, I get it. I, I mean, know. it's easier to say stuff. Right. Then, like, well, like and, even like with the book, right? So people are like, oh, you're great at relationships. And like, listen, I have an incredible ability to see your shit. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, it's a skill. I, I can tell you all about you all day. I could give you suggestions. I can help you Romantically see your or non-romantically? Truth. Both. Mm. Because it's all connected to your truth. Yeah. I can help you sift through your bullshit to get to your truth. Because we lie to really? ourselves all day. <laughs> Just like, hey, Yvonne. <laughs> when it comes to myself, sometimes I'm like, I, I have an incredible awareness of myself. And I still, the hardest part is, it's like an addict that knows they're about to, like, put the heroin in their mm, arms uh, like I'm completely aware of this yeah but I'm gonna do it anyway yeah you know so life is hard it's like nobody has all the answers even if you have the answers yeah that's so fucking true it's life but like what is you you're getting into like the purpose of life why are we here right to to help each other yeah I guess. and to I have feel love. love romantic I mean friends. I love love I'm goofy love for everybody love. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just goofball just yeah. goofy and I love love I love I, I really don't understand the the hatred of the world. Mm-hmm, I really don't. Yeah. Like in a childlike way. Yeah. The pure, yeah. The pure would childlike you way. Like I if you're nice to me for the rest of this show, I'm gonna leave here like we're BFFs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I have to remind myself, like, no, we ain't. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. could, is there a knife in my back we as I'm walking out the door? We could be, <laughs> but we could not be. And yeah. just even as an adult, I have to remind myself, you have to qualify people, you have to give time. Damn. Whether it's friends or relationships. You have to take your time with people and everybody's just so in a hurry rush, to have sex. They rush. You're so right. You're so right. We we all have people email us and they'll they're like 16, 17 years old and then they'll say, you know, we just started dating and I want to I, I this person really wants to have sex with me and I do, but I'm like, you could do mutual masturbation for a good 2 years and it would be sexually satisfied like and bonding and just wait. Wait. Yeah. Take your time sexually. I, I rushed, so I get it. I understand what that's like, but I'm like 
Ugh, it you have fun. to go through different experiences in life to really know who you are. Yeah. And the funny thing about the truth is you always know your truth and you always know who you are. Which is, it's yeah. just getting to a place where you accept it. And finally, that's where I feel like I'm at in relationships and in my career great. and everything. Because people are assholes when they don't accept their own truth. I feel Absolutely. I, I, I'm an asshole when and I don't do accept it. And you do a lot of sad shit. Like the past so six sad. years going on seven since Patrice has been gone, I've I've learned a lot about myself, especially in the dating world, because yeah. it's like I'm thrust back out here with yeah. with him for ten years. I was gonna say, yeah, so, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're thrust back out there. How do you like, deal with that? I don't know, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you just do, and you you go through a lot of different moments and the the biggest thing imagine. that I like I was saying you know you try to like I'm just gonna have sex and it's like Ugh, ew who are you get off of me yes. and then, then you do it again and but you again think and you again want something you, and then you ugh. it's loneliness and yeah. that's how I gained weight I gained like 25 pounds over the past six years mm-hmm. and it's like oh yep dick and donuts you're you be accountable dick for what donuts. you've done yeah, yeah you know be accountable for what you've done yeah so finally I'm I'm grabbing a hold of all of that sadness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because there's moments, I mean, we've, I was telling you earlier, like, we've heard from a couple of listeners, like, this one woman sent me an account of her husband died of, in a car crash, and it was just, oh my God, the experience that she, like, the moments after when she left the hospital, yeah. and she was like, I gotta eat, I gotta shower, I guess. I'm like, how do you... You just... And and then you you don't want to be alone, especially if you've been with someone for so, so long. So long. Ten and years been, is so long. A, as a woman, you, you know, you've been protected under this relationship for so long. And then all of a sudden... It, you're by yourself. Like for forever, I used to say I didn't. Need, I just got a name. Like I didn't have a name. I was Mimi's mom and Patrice's woman for ever. Uh, it seems like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my but god. But you're such a strong woman individually as who you are. Like who you are is so bright and shining. Thank that you. Must be really that. It, did that feel really a little suffocating? I don't yes and no yeah because I I made choices as a mother and as Patrice's wife at you know not doing certain things of course you're not gonna completely focus on yourself you know for almost two decades my, my daughter you know just turned 19 so for almost two decades I was like I said her mom, her mom. And, and his woman I put myself third mm-hmm. you know it's not oh. like I wasn't doing anything right I moved here from small town USA to you know in my mind to be Whoopi Goldberg slash Diana Ross you know with a sprinkle yeah. of diva yeah <laughs> you know I was gonna move here and do comedy and and TV and film and and Broadway like I wanted to do it all right no direction I just landed yeah. in Times Square like I'm, I'm here in New York yeah Hey, no, I hate it. Uh, nobody care, and they still don't. <laughs> it's a humbling but important lesson to realize no one gives a shit. <laughs> right. So it's not like I didn't do anything. You know, I've been in a business for quite a long time. Yeah. And I I have work under my belt. I have a lot of firsts in in this business that people don't even what are realize. They? Well. Let's let's look at uh let's let's say Temptation Island, right? Uh-huh. That is what I'm dying to talk about because I didn't know that. And when I was Googling you yesterday and I like I love reality TV and I was like this, I don't know that she wants to talk about this. It's Wait, fine. this to me is Wait. very she was on Temptation Island. Do you know what that is? Is that a reality it's show? Like a rea- it's like a reality we dating show. So okay. the reason where I you tempt that, others. Yo, the let's reason talk I about say that. that's one of the first mm-hmm. that people don't realize I'm a part of. Um I don't know if I should be proud of this or not, but it 
it was like the beginning of the end. It was like we're trash reality. I'm proud for you. Dude, I'm proud for you. Temptation Island was the worst. It's like <laughs> if you think love and hip hop and all these reality shows are so. I like those shows. Take a flashback, you know, Friday on wow. Temptation Island. Temptation, Temptation Island and Paradise Hotel, I mean, are <laughs> like. There, so it was a premise, it's like the same show, but in a hotel. A bunch of hot people on an island. <laughs> so for Basically. with Temptation Island, it was <laughs> the first. Like I moved, I moved here finally in like the late nineties. But mm-hmm. I, I was how old were you when terrified. you moved here? I don't remember. Okay, like mid twenties, early twenties. Mm-hmm. That's 20s. fucking. That's gotta be horrifying. And because you didn't. Well, go. I wanted to come here right out of high school, but I was told, you know, I had a journalism scholarship. I'm a writer before I'm anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're very skillful as a writer. You have a journalism scholarship. So go, you know, up that and I'm like, first. I want to be an actress. I want to do comedy. I want to. And they were like, um, no, that's not realistic. Because where I'm from, people on TV are like unicorns. They're not real. Michael yeah. Jackson mm-hmm. isn't real mm-hmm. where I'm from. It's just something you see on TV. And yeah. we damn near, you know, had to steal cable. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Back in the day, like that. one person in a project has cable. You just connect the wires through all the windows. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this isn't real. I always was obsessed with New York and New York lifestyle and, and the comedy scene and what's going on in New York. And um, so when I got here, I was in the Jersey side. Okay. And I was just looking across the water like one day, you know, I'm going yeah. closer. But I was so terrified, I, I, so shy and terrified. And it's like I I was so attracted and in love with this business that I, I was afraid of not being accepted in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you loved it so much. You wanted so bad. Finally, the first audition I went on um, was closer to the early 2000s. And um, it was Temptation Island. And I booked it. <gasps> that was it. your first? Audition? What's and the audition for Temptation Island like? I it, it's, Whoa. they tell you what's gonna happen. It's all personality based, just like reality TV. Right. It's yeah. all like a real world. Based. Yeah. But what's interesting at the time, I had my daughter. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember Temptation Island, but they had the oh, couples and then the singles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the black couple on there had a baby, mm-hmm. and they kicked them off for having a baby because the they fuck? they weren't supposed to be like married or have children, mm-hmm. and they said that the couple lied and blah blah blah. Well. They didn't I don't lie. know if I'm allowed to say this, Fuck but it. when I was going through the audition process, they, you know, were asking all the questions like the paperwork was as thick as a Bible. Uh-huh. You had to fill out so much crap about like and your personal life, personal like life, details. details. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, you have to go it's through like a diary kind of tests. And, yeah. Tests. And, like yeah, physical like tests? Physical tests. You have to have a uh, mental. Oh, st- yes. You're not going to go. All okay, that yeah, crap. Yeah. So they know all your business. Right. They knew I had Damn. a daughter and they wanted me and you know her dad at the time as a couple and i'm like i'm not doing that right. yeah you weren't with him yeah i'm like as a matter of fact i don't even yeah, don't even say my real name on tv like i was so nervous because i'm like my daughter at the time was one okay barely one she was super young and i'm like um yeah i'm gonna keep this entertainment life very separate for yeah. sure from yeah. real life yeah so they cast me as a single mm-hmm. but i was like oh were my you, god you were single at the time uh was that with no I think my daughter and my daughter's dad and I, I broke up with him when she was like one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So around that time. So around that time. Okay. Um, we haven't been together since she was one years old. So that was like that time frame. And at the time I was thinking, oh my God, if they would have casted me as a couple and he would have, we would have, they would have kicked me off and I would have been part of that whole controversy. Oh yeah, shit. Like, was that real? Like, this is all scripted. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
this was before you really knew, like before it was admitted that, yeah, we script this that stuff. That reality oh, is not it's reality. It's the most scripted shit Yeah, and ever. I was the first one voted off. Like in the first episode, the girl couples and the guy couples, you know, they, they got to, all the guys that were a couple and all, I'm saying it wrong because it sounds the gay. paired the woman yeah. and the paired the guys yeah. in a relationship with the girls in the relationship. Yeah. Okay. They got all the girls got together and they get to vote one of the single women off. And That's fucking same mean. for the guys. Oh, you well, are it's threat. Mean, but it's it's like oh, who the guys do voted a guy off. You collectively think all your guys are gonna go for? Oh, yeah. so it was actually get rid of that. It was a compliment. She was too much of a threat. Right. So oh, I'm standing. Yeah. I'm standing shit. next to Lola Corwin. I will never forget her name. And that's never a forget. strong name. She was gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous, beautiful, voluptuous Lula Asian Corwin. model. She had did Playboy. She had just done a Madonna music video. Like she, I was, I was looking at her like they about to kick you off of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kicked me off. I was oh, like, who me? Thank you. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I am the most intimidating. You got the right one because I would have probably like banged all your guys on TV. <laughs> Which. I probably wouldn't know because I wasn't attracted to none of them. Oh, which, they were none of them are hot. They weren't my type. So wait, was none the point of, of the show type. if it's called Temptation Island to see if your boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. cheat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought it was just a bunch of hot people trying not to fuck. So like, the beginning of the end. Oh, it's oh. America. <laughs> Yo, America the TV that's show fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but so see, I think I, that would be fun because I think that's hot. But, but here's what I learned, and I, I I wrote this, and I did a one woman show a few years ago called Lasagna, which talks a lot about coming to New York, having a baby. Um, putting all your value and your appearance as a woman oh. and and you know when when I was on Temptation Island I was secretly trying to cover up all these stretch marks and all this I, I felt like I looked horrible I was really tiny at the time I was yeah. still kind of skinny I, but I I my pregnancy did my body terrible really how like so stretch what marks from any part Where? of your body that you could think of that you might get one or two stretch marks mm-hmm. i got a bunch of them okay mm-hmm. from the boobs to the hips to the thighs front and back all the way down to the back of my calves my stomach everything was a mess um that's why the show is called patrice actually named my one woman show for me when he read it i, I wrote this like hell at the time he passed it was had already been like I don't know, maybe six years into writing it. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But he named it lasagna because he read it and he was like, you should call it lasagna because that's what he used to call the loose skin and stretch marks on my stomach. Oh, that sounds sweet. Yeah. So is that in a sweet way? Yeah. I was like, how do you feel about it? it? Well, (laughs) Steven, I'm in a relationship where my boyfriend will compliment my flaws. Like, oh, I like that you don't have perfect skin or and, and he and it sounds just super cunty when he says it. But then after I got to dating him, I'm like, okay, this is actually like a sign of affection. You actually do like really like it. Like he wishes right. I had like a gap in between my two teeth. So do I, but it's, it goes both ways, you know, as a woman, it's like, oh, I get it. And at the same time, you're like, oh Stop God, focusing I on that. get it. Yeah. But I wrote this uh, in the one woman show and I, I believe it might be in the book as well. If memory serves. Um, I talk about how you can, I, I understand how women could get addicted to plastic surgery. Because mm-hmm. oh, you, yeah. you want to fix one thing, but they don't tell you that, you know, when you fix one thing, you got to, you need plastic surgery to fix the plastic yeah, surgery. And uh, it's just a spiral. So I had gotten a, a tummy tuck to fix the lasagna. Uh, that'll then, fix stretch marks? That'll take Yeah, a- and then I ended up with a permanent scar from left to right. Oh, and Patrice damn. called that my Wonder Woman belt. I'm like, okay, you have a way <sighs> yeah, it works. Yeah, <laughs> Nicknames, but yeah. um, 
I, I had an epiphany because I was like, oh, I need to get a tattoo and scar treatment. I was going through all this stuff. And he's like, when are you going to stop? Like, you keep trying to fix the this and that. And, you know, I, I wrote about that epiphany because I was like, right. You know, your, your, yeah, who your doing confidence isn't in your beauty. Your beauty is in your confidence. Yeah. And that became a huge thing for me. And then I just stopped. I'm like, no. G- even when I landed back in New York off of Temptation Island, getting kicked off, it, it did nothing for me. I wasn't famous from it. And yeah. even if it was, I didn't have the skills at the time to back up anything I was doing. Right. right. So mm-hmm. it was the best thing that happened to me because it made me focus on less on trying to be famous and more on Crap. getting a strong skill set. Yeah. Well, because that's what's going to carry you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's what's going to. And that's why, like, circling back to the top of the show, when you're like, oh, you're pretty. I'm like, ah, thank you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh. You know no, what I mean? I know. It's like, it, it, that I almost feel I bad grew up saying. putting all yeah. that value there. Like, I was voted prettiest girl in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's okay. like, you've been my so value pretty as a there. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's, they call it a gift and a curse, but it's like, I guess it is. Yeah. Because when you think that that's the value and all you have, you put everything in it. So I became almost the opposite where I'm fighting so much against how I look. I was going to ask if you've ever tried to dress down on stage for stand-up. No, I, I dress how I felt. dress. Yeah. I dress for me. I dress how I feel comfortable. I'm a was woman. I like to feel sexy. You, no. I feel I've, like I always had to... That People tell me, oh, you need to wear this. You need to wear... You just, you're too that. sexy. And I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm, I've been in this body a long time. Right. I can have a trash bag on. They're going to be like, ooh, what them titty and ass do? You know, yeah, that's... Yeah. They're going... Because we're women, yeah. they're going to want to know anything. about our... our wet or dry <laughs> vagina yeah. no matter what yeah so i'm not my job is to get on stage and open my mouth and shut down whatever you have in your head and make sure you're listening to me yeah and i got a lot up against me like most comics get on stage and they're judged for their work or lack thereof but for me as you guys yep. know you know i'm a woman so you got that I'm a black woman, yep. so I got that. I'm a voluptuous, quote-unquote, pretty girl, so yeah. I got that. Then I'm the wife, widow mm-hmm. of a legendary comedian. Right. Yeah. So I got a lot up against me, and it's like, all right. You have a lot of other people placing what they think your identity is. What right. they think the most important thing about you, which isn't even close. That's not, right. not who you are as a woman, as a person, as a comedian. Right. That speaks nothing to that. So if I let that control me, which I'm not saying that it hasn't at, at points in times, yeah. but if I let it consume me, mm-hmm. I'll never get anywhere. Right, because, yeah, because if it, that's ego. That's an ego thing. It's right. not who you are. That doesn't, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if if I learned anything from Patrice is to be honest and true to who you are. Yeah. And and go full 100% forward with go, it. Yeah, go hard. Because what's the point? Exactly. Damn. So, you know, with the whole body issue and all of that stuff, it's like, as women, it's okay to want to be pretty. It's okay. Yeah. But it it's not okay if that's all you think you are. Yeah. I w- yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I'll see women on Instagram and it's this conflict in my head of like, oh my God, like physically the person is beautiful. I know nothing about them. I've never seen them perform or talk or whatever. But then I'm like... But unless you're a model, in which case that is your career and that can't be an easy career at all. That has to be right. really difficult and you have to have a skill set for it. But then sometimes you see women that you're like, oh, I feel like you're just you're 
you're taking your looks and you're saying, that's all it is. That's all I got. That's the most I got. And I'm like, but I feel like you're probably so much more. But then I'm like, am I an asshole for saying that? Right. They can I, do whatever the fuck they want. Right. And there's no judgment. But at the same time, we we all say don't judge, but then we judge. I, oh, you know what time. I mean? All, all the, the time. time. Judge Judy all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like this. People judge me. I'm going to have my little judgments in the back of my head, even though if I'm I'm not trying to or whatever, everybody yeah. has angel wings over their own damn head. But <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But it's like, all right, if I know what people are going to think, you know, I, I don't I can't spend all my energy fighting against it. I just have to spend energy knowing who I am. Yeah. I used to fight against it hardcore. Like I yeah. would be so insulted. Like I have the the look of a, a gold digger, so to speak. And I'm like, do oh, you really? understand how well kept I would be if I <laughs> was a gold? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like the, the Amber Roses of the world. God bless them. How do you yeah. do that? Dude, I've been using my it. vagina wrong forever. <laughs> like I'm with you because I like you. I've yeah. been with very broke guys. I've been with very rich guys and everything in between. And it's all been based on one thing. I like you. Go for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like, like, how yeah. do you sell vagina? Like, I don't. And I know that sounds goofy. No, but, but I know like women real. who can be with men. And I'm like, I, I'm like, wow. That, But that's also you're an empath. Like, you can't. Yeah, you, I you can't what? have that. You can't. I don't even want you to, like, hug me if I don't like you. Why are you inside of me? Yeah. Get off me. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you the physically the closest any other human being right. will be to me? Patrice used to say that I'm a pretty girl with an ugly girl's personality. Oh God! Now, what does that mean? <laughs> I would love to know more about. If that. somebody said that, like, I'm sorry, what? It, it was his his way of saying I'm surprisingly uh, to people surprisingly down to earth. But see, that's what I An think your beauty is. Mm-hmm. I think you're you, you are a beautiful like woman. Not stuck on beauty. Yes, not, you are physically. I'm not beautiful. the diva. I no, appear to no, be. but you, you have this, you have an energy to you that's really sexy, and you are also outwardly sexy, and that rarely matches uh, in my experience when I meet people. And when it does, I'm like, I'm just so like, wow, that's just like that's real special, right? But like, is that insulting to hear when someone when he would say like you have an ugly girl personality? Because it's like, well, you you went through <laughs> no, shit because I knew what it meant. Like, yeah. and I, ugly girls okay. do have better personality. Very <laughs> I mean, true. They just do, and it, it's it's almost like because I don't I want to I don't want to say because they have to, but it's almost like because yeah, they kinda. have to, you know, not that they do because, hey, vagina is vagina. Like every woman gets approached because you have. But it's also because I think maybe like, you know, a lot of like times, quote unquote, ugly girls like you, you most people with the amount of products and things that we have these days, you you can fix yourself up. But it's like they're doing other things. Right. Like they're not concerned. Like right. Taking care of yourself aesthetically is it takes a, a lot, lot of work. time. Girl, that's why <laughs> Let me like, tell it's you. very it's time consuming to be hot professionally. That's got to be <sighs> real hard. <laughs> it, you know what? I, I grew up in a way where it's like you as best as you can with whatever you have. And I had yeah. a lot of hand me downs. And I, I, I was also voted best dressed in high school because, Damn. look, 
I, I come from a poor place. And a lot of times when you come from nothing, you spend a lot of try, time trying to look like you have something. Mm. You take a lot of pride in your appearance. Like look a fake good. it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily a fake it till you make it, but a, a look good, feel good, perform good. Yeah. Thing. Invest mm-hmm. in that part of yourself. Right. So I, it's like, uh, I, I understand like you, I, I, it's hard for me to just walk out of the house and not put effort in my my appearance from head to toe. I just was yeah. raised better than that. Yeah. Like I will go to Walmart in a t-shirt, but I'm probably going to have a fly bag and some nice yeah, shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, well, I have both good. sides. good. Like, but then it's you very got, what not like my wear, nails aren't like done it. right now and I keep, uh, y'all don't care. Yeah, I'm yeah, pointing I'm it sure. out, but I keep hiding my nails. Like oh, I didn't even, I just natural. noticed that the color was good. <laughs> it's just a natural <laughs> thing. I'm like, my nails need them. My nails look okay. How am I what going? What feels good to, that's why I feel bad. When people, when women, like when they make their living off of their appearance and I'm like well you're more than that and one of the reasons why I feel like an asshole is because like that's a form of self-expression is like putting time into your appearance and like you're doing it how you want to do it and I don't know right. it feels it feels good to feel good it does I mean I get it, it absolutely does and I was I was talking to my my sister um who's my best friend who is like a sister we're not biological sisters I do have a biological sister oh, okay um this is my best best friend that I grew up with and we call each other sister and she was like I'm not worried about you you'll you'll get your weight back together like you're always in the gym that's what you do and I said you know that's true. I've been trying to figure out why that's my biggest struggle right now is getting this weight off of me because mm-hmm. it's heavy, yeah. you know, and it's I don't feel healthy. I don't right. feel good. And that's the most important it's part. It's the most, forget how you so, look. So when someone's like, you're so beautiful. You like, look fine. It's like, it's, no, look. How I feel oh. is important. And then my biggest pet peeve is when I'm talking about something, like if I complain about my weight and then you're like, well, no, girl, please. If I look like, shut up. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody talking about That's all we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not comparing me to you. We're comparing me to me and you to you yeah like yeah. If, if you're 200 pounds overweight but we're talking about my 25 i get it yeah but mm-hmm. give me a minute yeah. i've i've it's i'm like women I'm at my won't... pregnancy weight right now i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm tired I'm, i grew up skinny but also so women won't let each other like talk thing. down about themselves and it's like but exactly what like you know your body you know you yeah, if you, you don't know feel like you could carry you're your I best self i'm not I'm not here. I can't. This, my knees and my ankles are protesting against my ass <laughs> every day. Like, yeah. this is not, I it's, it's heavy for me. Yeah. So maybe someone else is built different and yeah. you can handle them. what I can't. That's you. Yeah. So it's like, I, we were talking about it and I, I had a small moment and I was like, you know what? Part of it is also, this is the first time in my life I have 100% been able to focus on my career. I'm doing stand-up full-time. You know, I am able to fully focus 100%. Yeah, you're crushing on, it, dude. But it, so I'm like, maybe somewhere in my subconscious, I don't care as much about how I look. Mm. There may have been a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to reschedule this podcast until I get my nails done. Oh, you know, really? There wow. may have yeah, been a point yeah, yeah. where I had that much vanity in the back of my mind mm. that was fighting those parts of me that's like, you're worth more than your looks. Yeah. Because we all have multiple parts of ourselves that that fight all the time. Oh, so exhausting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I just think that I'm just at that place where... I do care less about my parents. I do care more about my health. I do want to live a long, healthy life. I do want to contribute to this world, except for every month where, you know, PMS is hitting. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. You get really moody, depressed dirt. and, oh. you know, do you depressed have PMDD and dark. Or? 
I was diagnosed with PMDD yeah. um, many years ago. And you know what helped? What? It was um, me and Patrice were vegan for three years. Ooh. And when we were vegan, that went away. Yeah, I just no medicine, no nothing. Went really? away. <laughs> yeah. But mm. again, these past years have been very rough on me. Um, no excuses, but I have done. I, after Patrice passed, I just I literally was like eating anything. I think there was a point where I was trying to have a contest to see if it was Burger King or McDonald's <laughs> that would kill me. <laughs> oh quicker. my gosh! <laughs> like, mm. oh, I'm a. How long would we have you a say, contest? <laughs> how long did that last? Like, how long? What What has to happen for you to go? I'm you know still what? Going through Fuck it right that. now. I'm talking yeah. through it right now out loud with you guys. Like, yeah. I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I'm I'm fighting with an awareness, you know, but I'm still fighting. Yeah. You and do know? you com- do you compare everyone that you've dated, you know, to Patrice? No, I've then? compared uh, no one. To no Patrice. one. Just people because it's not that. even it's a th- well, because it's a common thing that happens, uh, you know, for people you're like, oh, well, they were better or that person would never no, do that. See, I think that people people say that mm-hmm. when someone passes, if they've never had the experience of losing someone that they love. Mm-hmm. I the best way I can help people understand how you don't do that mm-hmm. is it's just like let's say any other relationship that you've had in your life that you're no longer in you learn stuff in that relationship so you grew in that relationship you learn stuff you you learn do's and don'ts this is what I like this is what I don't like right from that relationship no matter what that relationship was right mm-hmm. and you take every part of you to the next relationship like in my mm-hmm. past relationship I liked this or I didn't like that as yourself of what your new standards are moving forward. So that's not comparing them to the person, but just knowing who I am as a woman and the things that, you know, raised the bar in relationships mm-hmm. and things that I went, eh, I wouldn't do that again. Yeah. It Take exists it in that relationship as well, even though he's passed. I, I'm, I experienced death. Um, very early in age. Like I remember one of the first funerals I went to was my cousin Tisha. Uh, She was 12. So I must've been like 10 Mm. and she died. She skipped school one day and, and they were walking on the train tracks and a train, it was a bridge Mm. and the, the train came and her two friends jumped that way. And she jumped that way. And it was like every other side was a board and, on the other side, it was empty. Mm-hmm. So they jumped on a landing and my cousin Tisha jumped mm-hmm. right down into the water and died. Oh my God. You know, I was, I was young, you know, Ugh. and then, and again, circling back, there were lots of, you know, you saw type yeah. killings and like, yeah, things yeah. happen. You know, I saw a lot growing up. So I'm not insensitive to death, but at the same time, I already know that when a person is gone, that there's no replacing that person. There's no comparing that. I I, you, I would like never try to do it. that. Yeah, I'm forced to. I think people or men who try to date me, they do that they before do. I will. Like uh, they'll compare themselves to, oh, you know, yeah. the the shadow of Patrice. Are they comedians? Before I would, I I would love to date a comedian if mm. if I I love us as comics. Yeah, right. Um. I know how to talk to us as comics. Yeah. I'm I I. I don't have as um, easy time talking to regular Normals. civilians, yeah. if it's, you will. It is difficult. And people get very offended when you say that, but you're also like, but you also get offended when we say anything. I, yeah, yeah. I can say that. So, yeah. yeah. And just, I'm being honest with who I am as a person. I'm very 
outgoing, but I'm also very introverted at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm learning how to be more open, but I'm one of those people that try to get out of there before the show ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, don't talk to me. Oh, ah! yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm very. My sister used to. Um, my sister used to, when we would go out, she would go, no, no, she's really cool. She, I was one of those people, like in high school and growing up and stuff, that they would say, she's really cool once you get to know her. Mm-hmm. Because I would just, you know, I'm I'm internal socially. I'm yeah. learning to be better. Oh, yeah, I'm super introverted. Definitely learning to be better, but it's hard for me. Mm-hmm. So in terms of dating, would I date another comic? Sure. I dated comic uh, before Patrice. Mm-hmm. You know, you oh, date okay. who you're around. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Patrice, yeah. He And he knew about stuff. We were a very, very honest couple. Mm-hmm. And he said... Uh, were you always that honest? Always yeah, honest with each other? day one. Ugh. Day one. Is that so nice? And he nice? was like, you dated so many comics, your pussy should have better timing. No, <laughs> you, said, you fuck so many comics, <laughs> your pussy should have better timing. That's amazing. You know, that yeah. level of uh, that level of comfort that you can have with somebody—that's very special. Day one, it was like you know what we met at a time. It was like lightning struck to yes. be cliche because we met at a time where I was coming out of a situation where it's like okay, my I was in a domestic style traditional relationship with my daughter's father and I was like oh when you get into a relationship with a guy and you do all these things and you know wifey kind of things they go out and they have fun with their side chicks and mistresses and stuff so I was like oh okay want to be a side chick whoever wants a whoever has a girlfriend come see me so I ended up the side chick of a very uh wealthy guy Mm -hmm. and had a blast and to this day have nothing bad to say about this person and he was one of the few guys other than Patrice that I never felt lied to and I was like oh because I'm just a side chick it don't matter right but within that relationship I was like you know what I'm more valuable I'm someone's wife Mm -hmm. I'm not someone's side chick I'm someone's wife the importance right yeah so I took those two experiences and those two thoughts and I said you know what if I don't meet a guy who will respect me and put me on his arm as his, as his wife and at the same time has have fun with me like I'm a side chick. I'll right. be single Both. forever. And ironically, on the other side of the 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 universe mindset of this was Patrice, who was having his own moment of the same thing. But as a man, he was like, I'm a serial monogamous. He used to call himself. Mm. I'm always in relationships. And when I get into a relationship with a woman, all of a sudden she goes from being fun to being like his his mama, like coming mm-hmm. in at this time, eat this, do that. You know, and it's like, well, if I'm not going to be in a relationship with a woman who I can't like she can't be my wife and my fun girl. Yeah. Why would I be in a What's relationship? I'll just have seven chicks that I'm dating all at one time and just have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so we met at the same time of that mindset where it was like, when That's I met perfect. him, I was like, oh, where have you been my whole life? The truth yeah. is in the building. Wow. And how did you actually meet? Like, what was that day or instant? Oh, when we met, he didn't like me at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. We met on a set of 25th Hour. Okay. Um, Spike Lee movie. And he he said I had pretty girl syndrome, which I did at the time. You know, I, I didn't have... Um, 
as much self awareness. Yeah, but was he pushing you a little? Like that thing where guys? No, he was completely ignoring me. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was talking to. I I think he liked one of the other actors that was in a movie. She was there. My roommate at the time, who had got me on set, because this was before I was SAG, and um, she was. She told the casting director, "Hey, my roommate's trying to get in SAG." You know, so I, I came in for the ADR, the voiceover work, mm-hmm. and and it was a day player part. So I became SAG that day. Mm, I was nice. really excited. Nice. And um, Patrice was in the movie, and a couple of the other actors that was actually in the film was also at this ADR session. And he was inviting all the girls to—he um, was on Caroline's that weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he— uh, he invited my roommate, and with all my neck sh- shaking ghettoness, I was like, "Well, can I come too? <laughs> you ain't invite me, like, because he wasn't paying me no attention." I was like, eh. "And um, he he was like, uh, I assume she's <laughs> she was gonna bring you anyway." <laughs> he didn't really, I think he, it sounded like maybe he wanted you to come, and well, then he was doing I the mean, ignoring thing. When I, I know, tell the like story, people, you, yeah. yeah. When I tell the story, people are like, "Oh, he gamed you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, probably," because um, I, I never when I walked in i remember me and my roommate walked in and he was already on stage i don't know why we were so late um and he goes ah oh, von carlos here oh shit and he like, wanted mm-hmm. you to come so and then but from that point you know we eased into a relationship like he literally was like you you have so many men trying to fuck you i i don't think you've ever had one man man in your life teach you anything or just be a friend it's like i'm gonna do you a favor i'm gonna be a friend i'm gonna teach you everything you need to know and what did he teach you? That's so sweet. Uh, Speakfluentman.com. Yeah. That, that was yeah. a whack plug, but honestly. <laughs> no, but that's, he, it that's where that came from. It was him who wanted me to write the book. I didn't want to write the book. He, he, I got to a point where he was like, you, you know, speak fluent me. He's yeah, like, you, you understand speak. something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a you're lot. a black belt in Patrice. You understand these. And people who know him know he was, had these out of the box relationship philosophies and stuff like that. And he was like, I think women will listen to you differently than they listen to me. And he was like, and I was like, oh, no, it was terrifying. I didn't want to do it. And um, to appease the situation, he was like, just tell me like the top, top things that you learned in this relationship. What would they be? So I did like an outline and of bullet points, logic versus emotions, the natural order of things, uh, double standards. And that outline became the chapters of this book. You know, at the time when I gave him the outline, uh, he looked over and he was like, he kissed me on my forehead. He's like, oh, you're going to have a bestseller one day. And mm. I, I just walked away from that. Like, thank God. I hope he doesn't like bring this up again. Because at the I wasn't you didn't want to push you like to- this. I'm not, I don't, wanna, I really? don't want this responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you yeah. Know? But after he passed, I went into super duper work mode of whatever he wanted me to do. I'm going to complete. Yeah. You know, I finished his albums for him. Um, I completed the book. But people don't realize this, but Patrice, and uh, over the years of me being with him, we were, I, I wasn't just sitting around twiddling my thumbs. I obviously yeah, was were, working with him. Yeah. And um, the albums, the Mr. P, all this stuff on his website, patriceoneal.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the, his albums, you know, he had recorded and, you know, the record label had reached out to me and they were like, we have your notes from Patrice, what would you like us to do? Like, yeah. they didn't know what to do and stuff. But Ugh. I was already working with him on stuff. So I yeah. already so knew what knew to do. you knew the direction he would want to right. go. And I'm very protective of the things that 
he would want done and how they will want them done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also try to keep it very, very separate from everything that I'm doing, you know, in comedy, obviously. Yeah. You know, I try to keep it as separate as possible. But even with, like, the the internet, like, speaking of, like, first and things that we, like, the Patrice O'Neill coming soon show mm-hmm. was the only female on there. You know, it was a bunch of comics, me, Patrice, uh, Dante Nero, Wills Events, Harris Stanton, Brian Kennedy. Um, one Oof, of the first web lineup. shows. Before web shows were, oh ones, yeah, yeah, we didn't. You didn't even. What was two thousand six or seven? Yeah, that's early for that. Patrice O'Neill show coming soon. We actually, BET just did the social awards. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, go, you guys know about the social awards, like giving awards to all the social media people okay. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we had one of the first. The Patrice O'Neill show coming soon had viewers' choice awards. We did nice. online. It's innovative. Yeah, you know, and it was a comedy show. It was like sketch. Mixed with improv, mixed with we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but I I worked with Patrice, you yeah. know, the whole time. You know, we were together. We were, you know. Did you ever find that it was hard to balance working together and having a relationship? Never. Really? Never. So you he, never had to say, no, hey, can we not talk about this right now? No. First of all, you, you, we're comics. So there yeah. was never a point of we're not talking about anything. Like yeah. talking is life. What, yeah, it, it is literally life. Um, so everything is a conversation. Everything becomes something. Yeah. And um there was, you know, points where it's like, ah, you know, especially with the hardcore relationships, I was like, oh, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with truth today. Yeah. You know, like, stop feeding me medicine. I'd rather be sick. You know, <laughs> I don't want no medicine today. Sure, there were those moments. But overall, especially in comedy, I, I think Patrice always knew that I would come back around to doing stand-up. Um, I was doing stand-up before we were together. Yeah. Uh, I didn't tell him. I was very intimidated. Oh, you didn't know that? Not at first. Oh, okay. So <laughs> when I was doing stand up, I'll never forget. I when I did tell him, I I <laughs> he said, "Hey, come! I'm around at cellar. You know, come by." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm down the street." I'm going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I come into the I'm cellar. I don't know if you guys remember Sal's Comedy Hole. I remember people talking about it. Yeah, I don't I've remember that. I've not I've never seen it. I did Sal's Comedy Hole and I don't know Sounds if it was like a, a wristband real... or a stamp, but they would put something on your hand saying that you had did the open mic or whatever. And I come in oh, and the... Patrice noticed it right away and he was like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Oh, I just did Sal's Nothing. Comedy Hole." <laughs> I just yeah, I was just he was like, "Oh." And he pulled me away from the, you know, infamous table. Yeah, the table, right. the, the table. table. Yeah. Um, and he goes, look, you know, you don't stand up. That's cool with me. Teach you anything you need to know, you know, rhythm, how, you know, whatever you need. I got you. But the very moment he's like, you see how these guys are, you know, talking about the other comics. And you you see how these guys are. You see how, you know, audiences could be. If you ever come to me and say, you're my man. Why aren't you helping me? We're breaking up immediately. Hmm. But you take those bullets yourself, you'll be a great comic. Yeah. And I just looked at him like, well, I could do sketch and improv. <laughs> and, you know, I'm getting work on One Life to Live. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the time, it, I, I was, you know, in my mind, whoopee. You know, it was my yeah. early days in New York. I thought I was going to be the, the female Wayne Brady or some shit. You know, yeah. like, I thought I could do everything. I had, like, no skills in the heart, like, little skills and everything. Yeah. Undeveloped skills. Yes, yes. And 
what I learned over the years is stand up is my grace. It is the only thing that I do where I don't even get nervous. I don't, you know, I could talk about it all day, write, think, eat, eat and breathe comedy. Um, but at the time, I was so intimidated. And it goes back to what I said yeah. about my first time being afraid to come into New York just to audition. I love comedy. I love comics. And the the fear of not being accepted by my peers mm-hmm. held me back from that moment. And it's it's crazy that the shadow I thought I was going to have to live in when Patrice was alive is actually bigger now yeah. that he's passed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's okay. I'm a stronger woman now than I was then. And yeah. I know, you know, I know my grace. I mm-hmm. know that stand-up is, I've been on and off TV f- since the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, the one thing I haven't had is a foundation, a focus, a narrow vision. And it's, it is and always will be from this point and stand-up. on stand-up. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's I don't amazing. Care if I get on TV again, all I want to know is how to be better and better and better at being a stand-up comic. That's it. Yeah. Damn. Well, speaking of stand up, where can we see you? Where can we? Oh, I'm so bad at that. Um, well, yeah. if you follow me on Twitter yeah. and Instagram, yeah, I whatever post you where I'm going to be. I think I'm I'm at Broadway next week. Okay. Um, I'm going to be with Jessica Kirsten in March 9th and 10th. I nice. believe Bro- brokerage. Brokerage Comedy Club. Yeah. I suck horribly. So Speak we just follow you on social media. <laughs> the um, book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um. CoachWanPodcast.com mm-hmm. is iTunes, my podcast. Yes. Okay. Um, if you go to my website, you could get links to all this stuff. So cool. just go there for social media for my podcast, um, which is Love Basketball and Comedy, and and my book. We talked about probably yeah. way too much. No, but, no. Uh, I I wanted to learn. I mean, what it was all about learned. relationships and sex. My book definitely it doesn't. I don't want to give the wrong idea that it talks a lot about sex. It really doesn't. But but this is important stuff to getting. I think to good sex because a lot of people they're like the sex. It's a lot of times the sex is great and the communication sucks or if the communication's great and it's like well that's the foundation for good sex yeah you have and you, to and you have you have to know yourself you have to know the other person so i think there's like people say there's life-changing information in there and for that good. i'm i'm happy and blessed that patrice pushed me in that direction and gave me a lot of the information to pass on yeah to people you know absolutely happy and proud about that um but at the same time, wanting to let go, you know, yeah. wanting to let that go, let it live, let it be out there and just focus moving forward on, you know, my stand up career and doing comedy and giving myself a real fair shot in and putting myself first for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. You seem very happy. Person. I don't I know Ooh, I've never really met girl, you before, you but see you the suicide seem... letter in my joke book. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> just with like um, uh, who you are, I guess it just it, that's it, it's irresponsible, I think, to put your darkness off on people. Like when yeah, people yeah. look at your social that's media my posts for life. And, yeah. You, I'm very I, sad. I, all I, the I time. swear we're twins. I don't I can't I believe just, we don't have the same. I birthday. try not to be in a bad mood. <laughs> But I always am. But it's hard because people people perceive you as everything is okay and you're so strong and happy. And it's like, do you know that before I got here, can you not see that my face is swollen from crying? Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm not going to post that. No, I'm not going to come here and be dark. Yeah. It's that's irresponsible and it's not going to inspire anyone. It's not helpful. What do I want to? I don't want to inspire people to you know curl up in a ball and kill themselves. Yeah. I want them to feel hope. 
<laughs> yeah, you sure. know, I want them to. So feel would you like say there's you're... a chance to live and pass something good on? Yeah, to somebody. Yeah. Are you happy? Would you say no? That? <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm that is miserable. I'm miserable. But I tell Me you this: too. I am. I'm gonna find happiness. I deserve happiness. I will, you know, be in a solid, good relationship one day after I I completely accept it myself yeah. and the role I play for myself. And, and you know, I. I'm giving myself a chance. And the only place I really do have peace and my mind is completely clear and I do have joy is on stage. Yep. So for right now. You guys are twins. If it, Yeah. If it's five. I have five minutes set or minutes 20. a day, everyone. Oh, girl, <laughs> it's five minutes. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what it is. You know, I'm not at an hour yet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at, at best 30. I got 30. Got a good feature set. It's, I like <laughs> yeah, Just keep pushing it. Keep We've been doing 30, 30 on the road. I'm like, oh, this. At first, 30. I was like, 30. Uh, I got to write everything down. I'm going to forget. But then I'm like, oh, you can play. Just force yourself to do 35. And you have to make up five minutes. And well, you can do it. Well, you know, I, I'm working. I'm very strategically. You know, I, I have, you know, my material that I work in, you know, 10 minute sets. You yeah. Know, you put mm-hmm. those 10, 10, 10. And you and then you have together. that 10. Yeah. I always. Yeah. End of the year. I always like I'm like, well, these jokes work. I can't do them anymore. And exactly. I'm like, let's just go on stage and stumble through this right lady gaga bit um <laughs> <laughs> but you got to that that's how 30, it gets so good though you got to that 30 with that hot five you know that yeah. five times to 10 that was your base 20 and a lot of silence and people 30. staring at your face right i'll get there <laughs> i like I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get to that headlining moment someday yeah you um, definitely will yeah absolutely but until then you know i because i don't want to just be i don't of course anybody we could we could all in this room go yeah i'm gonna do 60 but is it gonna be a fire hour is it gonna be a fire be honest with yourself back yeah, i mean to, anyone back could, to the truth yeah, talk oh, for yeah. an hour <laughs> right yeah, I, I could say I stuff it's not gonna be great <laughs> the whole time though i i have too many blessings in my life and i spent 10 years with a man who absolutely did what he said which was teach me a hell of a lot yeah about comedy i have mentors in my life right now that come from that infamous table that would be disappointed if I did some bullshit. Yeah. So I refuse just not just in in representing um, real good comics of the world. I want to be in the conversation with the greats. Yeah. You know, I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I'm in my own lane with what I'm doing. And I hope that at some point I become such a great comic and have such a strong skill set at what I'm doing on that stage being funny that I am legitimately in conversations with great comics and being a woman that's a yeah. great mission to have yeah. yeah yeah you could talk shop with those people who who are absolutely legends. and yeah. i i and don't want to be known as a funny female comic i want to be yeah. like that 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 term should just get thrown i just want to be a, a funny comedian <laughs> yeah. like when you think about patrice one of the greatest things about him is no one goes oh black comic or, or yeah. fat comic like they're like he's a comic just patrice like yeah. he's legendary he is him his material who he is and was stands alone you don't you don't connect him as a comic oh, oh, oh fat black comic like no Not one ever all. says that it's it's his connection that just, he made with the audience absolutely unbelievable so it's like i'm i'm not i know too much and i i've been around too much in this business for ever it seems like for me to just 
do bullshit work. Yeah. yeah. Well, once you know greatness, so you, can't, you can't not do anything under that. Right. A- or at least aspire to be. Yeah. Right. right. You know, whether you, you know, what's the saying? Reach for the stars, you might land on the moon. Summer. Reach for yeah. the moon. And even if you miss, you'll, you'll land on the stars. The stars. Right. Yeah. So aim high. Aim high. Yeah. Aim high. And and that that's comes from a spiritual believing. Yeah. You know, God is as high as you could get. And, you know, if he got my back, you know, if he's for me, who's who can possibly be against me, right? Yeah. Thanks, Mom. The perfect ending. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much for spending the, uh, the time with us. Thank we really you. I appreciate hope I didn't it. run my mouth too much. You know, comics no. just come taking over. Shit. No, no, no. <laughs> this is honestly... When, I love it. When we have to keep, like, asking people questions to, like, fish for more information or they don't give a long answer, I'm like, well, this... Yeah. You made my day harder than I needed to. Yeah, right. I hate like, that. one-word <laughs> answers. I'm like, okay. I hate that, that too. Yeah. And I knew what you guys wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I'm like... Tell your story. Just make it easy. Yeah. Just bring up the stuff you want to talk about. Much it was a pleasure. Thank you, you guys. Thank of course. You. Thanks for having me. This has been Guys We Fucked the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.